We've been hearing a lot of talk uh, about this lately and I actually saw it in action the other day. I was like, whoa, it's called uh, ChatGPT and it has a lot of people chatting about it. What is it? Well, it's an artificial intelligence chatbot capable of writing fully formed articles with, well, it's pretty well eerily human capability attached to it it has sparked a huge debate on uh, many levels right around the world so how does it work and how will it evolve what does it mean for tech companies even your kids homework and their schools let's dive into it with tech journalist carmi levy hi carmi welcome back to the show hi Jalen. great to be here all right so how how is this different than a, a search engine you know you, you google something i'm trying to find something to write a speech maybe and i type it into uh you know google search engine and a whole bunch of things come up so what what's different well it's kind of like what would happen to search if it grew up and took steroids it's basically <laughs> you know that's probably the best best way i can describe it with search what you're doing is you're punching in a few maybe disconnected search terms maybe in different order and what you get back in return is just a list of links and then you click on the links and hopefully one or more of them is going to be relevant to what you're looking for and off you go whereas a chatbot is a lot more interactive you don't just put in a bunch of search terms you can ask it fully formed questions it's like you're talking to it and then it can give you full-on answers and it'll actually do things for you so it's not just dumping a bunch of links it's actually reaching into its database and it scours the internet for information it's constantly training itself and it answers in a, in a way that almost feels like there's a human behind there and sometimes the answers are pretty darn good in fact pretty close to what you would get if you were talking to a really smart human being so Carmi, if i said um chatbot or chat gpt write me a, a speech on pandas mm -hmm. it would it would in fact be able to do that would it be the best speech Probably not. Would it make people cry in the aisles because pandas are just the best animals ever? No, but it would be kind of good enough. Like, for example, a professor uh, at the Wharton School, so Ivy League business school, yeah. he uh, actually had it try to, to complete um, a final exam for an operations management course in the MBA program, and it successfully passed wow. the exam. Was it great at it? No. He would grade it at probably a B to a B minus, oh, so it's, me it's mediocre at best, but for technology that's kind of impressive at this point oh, it'll get better over time of course because that's what ai does it learns and it becomes smarter but where we're at now good not great all right i, I don't know where b is a mediocre when it comes to grades in my in my growing <laughs> up it was always pretty good but yeah let's talk about that i mean this has just started and and, and with ai as you said uh, the more it's used the smarter it gets so um you know one of my producers here said you know even just from the first day he used it to yesterday he is seeing improvements is that how fast it happens it is and the reason being is like a lot of these chatbots have been around for a very long time that's what chat gpt is and in fact if you do any kind of online shopping you know you load up a website and in the corner there's like a little sort of pop-up that says hi my name is bill can i help you yeah, yeah. those are chatbots and that is a more let's call it limited version of what chat gpt is but chat gpt is kind of like like a lot more sophisticated it's the next generation of it and up until now it's largely lived in labs you and i haven't been able to play 
with it. So we've heard about it, but we haven't been able to use it ourselves. ChatGPT, they released it at the end of November. And of course, now everybody's rolling up their sleeves and, and, and kind of using it, thinking, what can I make it do? How yeah. does it apply to me? And so your producer is right on the money because essentially what's happening is millions of people around the world are using this every day all the time. And in doing so, it does get better. It gives the, the, the engine a lot more access to things that you and I would say or do or interact with. And as a result, it applies that back and becomes smarter. Okay, so what's the weaknesses here? The weaknesses are uh, what we call validity. So uh, it is only as smart as the data that it hoovers mm -hmm. in from the internet. And so in many cases, you'll ask it to write that paper about pandas, but you better read it carefully because what it, what it sort of spits back isn't always true. In fact, it can take misinformation or disinformation because it doesn't know the difference between legit and non-legit, mm -hmm. and it can amplify it. So, you know, there's a lot of people are, you know, essentially thinking, oh, I don't have to write anything now. I'll just let the bot do it. But then in reality, it's, it's all wrong. Um, it can also, so we have to sort of be careful there. It's a tool in our toolkit. And a lot of like writers and real estate agents and all that are starting to sort of play with it and see what it can do. But you, you really do have to review carefully what comes out of it. Don't just cut, paste, publish, yeah. and assume that it's fine. It's not that good, not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you have to be aware of what you're doing with it, where it's going, that sort of thing. So, so Carmi, what about the other tech companies? You know, what are they doing? Like, what, what, what's Google? What's Microsoft? I mean, they just must be running around with their hair on fire. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, hair on fire is probably the best way to describe it. Google declared something called a code red. Which, uh, mm. This is this, this is not Hollywood, Jalen. This is real. They basically recognize that chatbots like ChatGPT are an existential threat to Google's core advertising business and search business, which the two of them are inextricably linked. So what Google's done is, first of all, they fired a whole bunch of people because they've got to downsize and save money, but they're also moving uh, people all over the place, killing projects that aren't directly related to fighting off the threat from ChatGPT. So the Google of tomorrow is going to look very different than the Google of today. It isn't going to be driven by search. You're going to see it using a lot more AI, <laughs> and they are doubling down on that. Microsoft, even more interesting. Microsoft actually, they're not afraid of ChatGPT. They're buying into it. They had already made two previous investments, one a uh, billion dollars the first time a couple years ago, and then a year later, another $2 billion investment. So they're already part of the, the story very quietly, but of course, no one paid attention to it. Now, the report is is that they're investing another $10 billion in it, and they're going to be incorporating this technology into their office products, so like Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and even more interesting, they're going to incorporate it into the Bing search engine. So we all used to laugh at Bing. It's like, now nah, you know, no one no one Bings anything. They Google it. Well, I, it may be that Microsoft has the last laugh here because they invested, whereas Google did not. Carmi Levy joining me this afternoon. Carmi, you touched on uh, the school that had it run... Uh, an exam and I guess that there's probably high schools and colleges and universities across North America around the world wondering okay well how do we know that our student actually wrote this essay did this document on their own um, and you know because boy oh boy um, when we talk about you know that challenge it, I mean it's been going on for years I, I guess schools are gonna have to learn how to adapt to this once again 
Oh, they are. You know, I mean, I remember, I'm just so old enough to remember, it was a little bit before my time, but I remember the, the argument raging about electronic calculators. Should they be allowed in class? And then <laughs> when laptop, well, then when laptops came along, it was the same thing. You know, everyone's just going to grab the answer from the internet and that will violate educational mm-hmm. integrity. And then smartphones, same thing. And every time a new technology like this comes along, there's always this initial knee-jerk, let's ban it. Um, but then the reality is, is that we live in this digital world. These tools are part of that world. And the education system's job is to teach us how to function in that world. So you can't ban them. New York City schools, Seattle schools have banned it so far. And at the elementary, middle school, high school level, we're seeing some, you know, sort of hesitance to take it on. But that's going to give way over time. My wife's disclosure is an elementary school <laughs> teacher in there, in fact, using it in class. Oh, wow. And, and, and the higher up you go, it's sort of in the educational food chain, college, university level, they're starting to incorporate it into their teaching. They're changing the way they teach to use it as a tool. And that's what you do with these technologies. You embrace them. You don't ignore them. So, okay. And, and then on that front, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, it, it seems governments, for the most part, uh, largely ignored uh, social media and some of the, 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 the detrimental uh, effects of social media now playing catch up. Is this something that government should be looking at now? Do we need to be paying attention to this? Maybe regulating it in some way we absolutely need a national artificial intelligence strategy Um, we need our government to embrace this technology and to roll up their sleeves alongside us and they should be playing with chat gpt and other tools like it right now and they should be starting to have those conversations about what kind of legislation makes sense to ensure the canadians interests are being protected that our privacy isn't being violated that copyright integrity is maintained and just as important that Canada as and, and Canada is a center of excellence for artificial intelligence mm-hmm. technology. Um, and, you know, we we do have like huge amounts of research going on at many of our universities across the country. Uh, that that continues because Canada wants to be a world leader as this technology emerges. And so I would expect our governments to be having those conversations. And if they're not. Uh, I've already got my MP on speed dial, and I think that's a question that we should all be asking our elected officials. What are you doing about AI? And if they don't have an answer for you, uh, Mm. start asking even harder questions. All right, Carmi, we'll leave it there this afternoon. Great to talk with you again. Thank you. Really appreciate it, Jalen. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Tech journalist Carmi Levy checking in this afternoon as we talk about chat GPT, what it is, how it works, what we need to know about it, maybe what we need to be really aware of.